Welcome to Global Journeys with Jill Dutton, the captivating travel podcast that takes you on an extraordinary adventure around the world. I'm your host, Jill Dutton, and I am thrilled to be your guide through the mesmerizing tapestry of cultures, landscapes, and experiences that await us. Global Journeys with Jill Dutton is more than just a travel podcast. It's an exploration of humanity itself. Through the power of storytelling, we illuminate the lives of the remarkable individuals we encounter along the way. Whether it's through the eyes of a fishing guide, a distillery owner, a mixologist, a historian, chef, or even a farmer, each person we meet adds a rich layer to the narrative of culture and place. In this podcast, we embark on a transformative journey where the focus goes beyond the typical tourist attractions. Instead, we dive deep into the hearts and souls of the places we visit, uncovering the hidden gems and untold stories that make each destination truly unique. Join me as we venture off the beaten path, seeking authenticity, connection, and a deeper understanding of the world we inhabit. Together, we'll unravel the tapestry of cultures, one story at a time. Although my writing career began in the late 90s when I created and launched a wellness publication called Evolving Magazine, since 2015 I've worked as a travel writer on a mission to seek out the locally celebrated foods, liquor trends, outdoor activities, and stories of those I meet along the way. My work has been published in Wine Enthusiast, Afar, Woman's World, First for Women, Insider, Road Trippers, Modern Farmer, Chilled Magazine, and many more digital and print publications. I'm also the creator of Global Plates, The People We Meet, The Food They Eat, a syndicated column. Creating this podcast is the next step in my journey of sharing the stories of the people I've met along the way. So pack your curiosity, leave your preconceived notions behind, and let's embark on Global Journeys with Jill Dutton, where each episode promises to inspire, educate, and awaken the wanderlust within us all. Welcome, fellow wanderers, to another exciting episode of Global Journeys with Jill Dutton. Today, we're embarking on a thrilling expedition to the crossroads of the Americas, where rich history meets modern vibrancy. That's right, we're exploring the mesmerizing Panama City, Panama. Panama City, a city where skyscrapers rise against the backdrop of lush rainforests and where the centuries-old meets the ultra-modern, all against the stunning backdrop of the Pacific Ocean and the Caribbean Sea. Whether you're an intrepid explorer, a history buff, or simply someone looking for a taste of tropical paradise, Panama City has something for everyone. This episode combines my personal experiences with the invaluable insights of a knowledgeable local guide, Eric Carrasco, of Hobby Pro Tours. You can find a link to Hobby Pro Tours in this episode's show notes or visit www.hobbyprotour.com. On a driving tour with Eric, we'll dive into the heart of this incredible city, uncovering its rich history, savoring its diverse cuisine, and exploring the vibrant culture that makes Panama City a truly unique travel experience. We'll walk you through the cobblestone streets of Casco Viejo, where colonial architecture whispers tales of the past, and we'll also take you to the gleaming skyscrapers of Punta Pacifica, where the city looks toward the future. But first, let me share a little bit about my own adventure in this captivating city. It was a sunny day as my guest Yvette and I stepped off the airplane. I could already feel the warm embrace of Panama's tropical climate, 
and I was eager to explore this bustling city and uncover the hidden treasures it held. Yvette and I landed in Panama City about noon, eager to explore. Although our final destination was Bocas del Toro to stay at the Casa Cayuco Eco Adventure Lodge, we planned to arrive a day early to explore Panama City. You can listen to that episode about Casa Cayuco in last week's podcast if interested. Our Panama City guide, Eric, picked us up at the airport and transported us to the American Trade Hotel. The American Trade Hotel is a luxurious and historic boutique hotel located in the heart of Panama City in the Costco Viejo district. This exquisite establishment is renowned for its stunning architecture, rich history, and top-notch amenities. Originally built in 1917, the hotel is a magnificent example of neoclassical and art deco design showcasing Panama's cultural and architectural heritage. The American Trade Hotel is housed in a beautifully restored building that was originally the headquarters of the American Trade Developing Company. The historic structure has been meticulously preserved, providing guests with a unique blend of old world charm and contemporary luxury. Whether you're a traveler seeking a unique cultural experience, a history buff interested in the rich heritage of Panama, or someone looking for a luxurious escape in the heart of Panama City, the American Trade Hotel provides a captivating and immersive setting to enjoy all that this vibrant city has to offer. Once Yvette and I settled into our rooms, we took off on foot to explore. First up was lunch and coffee as we had been traveling since early in the morning. Right on the square near the hotel, we found a delicious coffee shop and deli called Costco Antiguo and ordered a cappuccino and empanadas to hold us over until dinner. As we strolled through its narrow cobblestone streets, the colorful facades of well-preserved colonial buildings whispered tales of Panama's past. It felt as if I had stepped back in time, and yet the energy of the city was anything but antiquated. The locals were warm, and the aroma of street food filled the air. Within walking distance, we toured the Church of St. Joseph, a 1670s church with a golden altar. We found the Molas Museum, but it was unfortunately closed on Mondays. Also within walking distance are the Museum of Panamanian History and the Panama Canal Museum. We popped into unique touristy shops, enjoyed the sounds of the city, and discovered street vendors selling handmade molas. To discover local foods, the San Felipe Neri Public Market is about a nine-minute walk from the hotel, and there you'll discover produce, Panamanian fried foods, fresh juice, fish, and more. That evening, we headed next door for outdoor dining on the square at La Ficheria Seafood. A leisurely meal of fried sea bass was enjoyed under the stars with the sounds of the city surrounding us. A synchronistic event happened, and a Facebook friend saw my post about the hotel. He commented that he was also in Panama City just a block away. We decided to meet for a cocktail after dinner at the rooftop bar across the square at Casa Casco. With loud music playing, the three of us enjoyed a cocktail atop the roof overlooking Casa Viejo. It was thrilling and romantic and a night I won't forget. After such a long day, we were ready for sleep as we had an early pickup in the morning. Our driver, Eric, was picking us up early and taking us on a half-day tour of Panama City before our 1 p.m. flight to Bocas del Toro. Here's a pro tip when visiting Panama. Keep in mind when scheduling flights, there are two airports in Panama City that you'll utilize if flying into Bocas del Toro. From the U.S., you'll fly into Tocumen International Airport, 
but to fly to Boca del Toro, you must depart and arrive at the Albrook Marcos A. Gelbert International Airport. Keep this in mind when scheduling flights. Our driver said visitors often missed their flight home because they didn't realize they needed to change airports. We scheduled our visit to arrive a day before our reservations at Casa Cayuco in Bocas del Toro, allowing us a leisurely entry into the country without rushing to the next airport, but had the added benefit of a day and a half in Panama City to explore. On the route home, we didn't plan for this extra day of travel and experienced an 18-hour travel day with a boat ride to Bocas Town, the flight to Panama City, a flight to Miami with a three-hour layover, then the flight home to Kansas City. Next time, I'll break up this long travel day with another night in Panama City. Back to our tour of Panama City, Eric was a knowledgeable guide who made the city come alive with his insights and passion for Panama. Eric took us to the Panama Canal, a marvel of engineering, where we witnessed the colossal ships passing through the Miraflores locks. It was a jaw-dropping sight and a testament to human ingenuity. While there, we watched the IMAX 3D film that's narrated by Morgan Freeman and called Panama Canal, A Land Divided, A World United. It's a visually stimulating history of the Panama Canal. After visiting the canal, we toured several areas of the city. Eric's passion for his city was contagious, and his stories about Panama's history, culture, and modernization were both engaging and enlightening. The following recordings were made during our tour of Panama City, and Eric talks about his background, the building of the Panama Canal, the history of the city, tourism, and don't-miss destinations, and more. I hope you enjoy the tour as much as we did. Eric, if you would, tell us a little bit about your background, where you grew up, and what led you to start a tour company. My dad was, before my mom got pregnant, my dad applied for a job in the Panama Canal in the 60s, actually, uh, two years before I was born. He applied for a job in 1965 for the Panama Canal. So the way they hire people back then, they have to swim across. Like you see the channel that we, uh, you have to swim across and come back. Oh my God. Under the Bridge of the Americas, that big bridge we can see on, uh, when we go to the city, uh-huh. that is called Bridge of the America, built in 1962 by the U.S. And it's a little bit wider, so that was the only test. You know, they didn't require anything else. You can go over there and come back, you're hired. So um, my dad was Panamanian, so he got hired. He was actually the guy that when the vessel comes in, they usually a group of 10 or 12 people, depending on the on the vessel, jump into the boat and they will help the mules with the cable because they had to attach the every lock. They had to attach the vessel to the mule so the mule can hold it in the middle while it's going through. So their solar employee has to go into uh, the boat while it's what they're going through. So 1965, my dad was higher than, so 1967, I was born. When I was 90, it's actually 94, I was probably 24 years old. I wanted to learn English. My older sister married a guy in the U.S. She was already there. And so I decided to 
to go to the U.S. I have a very neat list. And I was supposed to be there for six months. I stayed ten years. We married there. We're still married. Each, I brought her to Panama for the first time in 1998. So your wife is American. Yeah, U.S. citizen. So she was like, oh, I like it here. I, I see myself living in Panama. So in 2003, we decided to move to Panama. So I decided, hey, why don't we uh, start like a tour company? There were not that many then. And then so I decided to start in this business. Started like a driver, you know, and then what the big tour guys were doing tours, I was like, walking behind and listening and then reading a lot, learning about dates and numbers about Panama and that's how I started. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, now we're gonna go through this. It's called Paraiso. Actually, this little town and the one that we passed, they're gonna be wiped out. Why? Panama Canal is gonna own this. This is gonna turn into a forest and uh, the other one that is sit, sitting below is going to be covered by a lake. Uh, there was there, about five miles going, uh, let me see, east from here, west from here. That way, there is a main river, just like the Chagres River. The Chagres River is the only river that feeds fresh water uh, into the Panama Canal. So they want another river. There's one that is about six miles from here. Then that river goes from the middle of the country, but then the water goes to the uh, the Atlantic Ocean. What the Panama Canal wants is that water to come into the lake. They wanna spend about maybe about then I'll find out exactly how much is the budget for that. They're spending 250 million in land. They're buying land. Like they're buying this land. They're buying this next land. Uh, they're buying all this land. They want more forest and more water because they want to warranty the next 100 years. Do the business because, hey, a lot of uh, vessels that are going through, you know, they're, how they make the money is that has but the most container that they can carry going through and the, the Panama cannot say well now you cannot look at that one that's a post Panamax that vessel is paying over a million dollars to go through today that vessel can carry uh, 11,000 containers look it's an evergreen 11,000 containers on it and if the Panama Grant calls, they say, listen, next month you cannot come back with 11,000 containers, just bring 6,000. They're going to say, well, I'm sorry, but we're not using the Panama Canal anymore. They have other options. I'm going to give you one option. If that vessel leaves China, he wants to go to New York, he has two options. He can go to the Middle East, Africa, and use the Suez Canal and cross the Atlantic. It takes two more days before they can do it. And there's no limit over there because the Suez Canal, they don't use locks. It's just an open, wide channel, very wide. 
And the other option, if they want to save two days, they can come through the Panama Canal. And right now, you know, efficiency is what is also is their main goal. Efficiency is I, I want to carry the boats and I want to save time. So two days for them is billions of dollars. If you look at that vessel on top, it's missing a lot of containers. It's missing a lot of containers because I seen the same vessel having maybe six more containers on top on each row. And there's probably about a 150 roll over there. So if that already is limited. But the, the Panama, if they hear, like in the future, the future of the Panama Canal is compromised, they're going to start like, hey, listen, we're losing money about going through the Panama Canal. We're going to have to start finding another, another route. So the Panama Canal does not want that. They want to hear it well. The Panama Canal is working on it like for the next 100 years, we can go through with no limit. So they want more water in the lake. Because of the climate change, we're not getting that much rain like we used. Yeah, I can tell that vessel is missing a lot of containers on top. So that means that. Uh, yeah, it's moving, yeah. So right now, he left China. He's heading to the east coast of the, of the United States. Maybe first stop is Miami or straight to New York. And that has the merchandise for Christmas. So it's very important that merchandise gets there on time. They want 50,000 more acres of water. And uh, so they buy more land. They buy every every private land they can own near the Panama Canal, they can turn it into a forest or a lake, they will do it. Now this tour that we're on with you today, is this something that a visitor could book with you? Yeah, sure, sure. And where did you take us? Just so that it's on You, okay, um, depending on what time is tour, uh, if we do a morning tour, I wanna go as early as I can. To the Panama Canal first. Yes. And then uh, after the, we do the Panama Canal, when then we do the city, and then we do the old town, and then we do the uh, Amador Island. There's two types of tour. Uh, one is called the full day, that will do this thing, and then we go to the rainforest as well. Okay. Like we go uh, into rainforest and we enter the Freedom National Park. And that, that is the full day. It usually takes about six hours, six to eight hours, depending. And then there's the half day. That's the one we're doing today. With the half day, we do uh, Panama Canal, Panama City, Old Town, and the Amman Riders. The story begins, as all life does, with water. forest that was built in purpose so it can we can make it rain more in this area mm -hmm. yeah so it's part of the 130,000 acres of protected land will stay mules they assist the vessel once they're inside the chamber mm -hmm. with those cable 
and they keep the bezel in the middle so they don't hit the doors or the wall. This is the only part of the world that exists built by Mitsubishi Kawasaki. What's the part of this? The bezel will have to go around September. Uh, was 2.3 billion dollars. So uh, from 1.6 to 1.8 billion in the early 2000, now it's 2.1, 2.3 billion because now we have bigger vessels going through. And as far as visitors, are most people coming from, I mean, is it, is it just a mix from, you know, all over the world? Yeah, all over the world, relocation, U.S., for sure. Okay. In visitors, we get all kinds. We get European, U.S., Canadians, uh, Latin America, a combination of all. What's the name of the neighborhood where we stayed? Our American Freight Hotel was that? That is the old district. The San Felipe is called the old town, yeah. Old town. Yeah. Okay. And then is that where most tourists stay or no. I didn't ship this, the Trump Hotel? They got about four, five hotels at the old town, but in the rest of the city, they probably got over 50. Oh, okay. Now, as far as uh, visitors, if, if someone's staying in Panama City, I know there's the market for fresh seafood, but it's, um, it's like guided fishing, I think, where people can rid and have a tour guide take them out for fishing. Yeah, yeah, I do a lot of deep sea fishing, too. Panama is in the, in the top five places in the world for deep sea fishing, marlin fishing, tuna, yeah. Obviously, there's lots of hiking. What was the name of that mountain, the hill that you said? The Ancon Hill. Uh, over here, they are. They have excellent hiking. Uh, they got a ton type hiking that takes about five to eight hours, depending on your on your skill. As we travel on this exciting podcasting journey together, I invite you, our incredible audience, to be a part of it. Share your own travel stories, insights, and recommendations with us. Whether you have a hidden gem in your hometown or a dream destination that has captured your imagination, we want to hear from you. Your suggestions will help shape the future episodes of Global Journeys with Jill Dutton, guiding us towards extraordinary locations and experiences that deserve a spotlight. Remember, this podcast is not about just the host or the guests. It's about the collective exploration and discovery that unites us all as wanderers in this vast world. So reach out to us through our website, social media channels, or email and let your voice be heard. Send your suggestions to me at jill at globaljourneyswithjilldutton.com. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, may your travels be filled with endless curiosity, open-hearted encounters, and transformative adventures. Safe travels, fellow explorers, and keep wandering.